0: You're listening to SBS on the Money with Ricardo Gonsalves.
1: Coming up, property prices in 2023. Where did they go? And we take a look at where to for 2024. The Australian share market closes at a near record. And we take a look at the investment opportunities for investors this year. Your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap for this Tuesday, the 2nd of January 2024. On Market Day, we'll speak with Stuart Roberts from Stocks Down Under about the opportunities for investors in 2024, but first to the housing market where national prices rose 8.1% in 2023. That's according to CoreLogic. The best performing capital was Perth, up 15.2% for the year, followed by Brisbane, 13.1% prices in Hobart and Darwin fell for the year. So where to now for prices? I spoke with Tim Lawless from CoreLogic. He's the research director there and first asked him how he would describe the housing market in 2023.
2: Well, I suppose in a phrase, surprisingly strong. We saw housing values rise a little bit more than 8% through the calendar year at a time when interest rates were very high. It was a cost of living crisis. Affordability pressures were mounting through the year, yet we still saw housing values rising quite substantially. In fact, a national index getting back to new record highs in November. But the other way to describe the market would be diverse as well. Uh, We finished the year with an 8.1% national growth rate, but you can see a real difference between the capital cities and the regional markets, about twice the rate of growth across the capitals now. So quite the reversal of the pandemic trend. But even among the capitals, You've got one market like Perth, where values are up more than 15% in a year, and then other markets like Hobart or Darwin, Canberra, where values have been either flat to just slightly negative. So absolute diversity across the marketplace, uh, but punctuated by strength. Given that it's
1: not been an even recovery, why do you think that is?
2: Well, there's been a lot of factors at play here, but at the end of the day, this is all about supply and demands. In those markets that have seen very strong growth conditions, we've generally seen very low levels of available supply or advertised supply. Take Perth as probably the best example. At the end of the year, we're seeing uh, the number of homes available for sale or advertised for sale about 35% below average for this time of the year. Whereas those markets that have been flat to falling through the year have generally seen available supply well above average. Hobart finishing the year with um, the number of home listings about 50% above the five-year average. At the same time, demand has been quite different from region to region. Even though we've been seeing record levels of overseas migration, that's really fueled rental demand mostly. Uh, interstate migration has been quite strong in markets like WA, Queensland, to a lesser extent, South Australia. And that's really helped to boost demand in those areas. Is
1: there, though, the expectation that listed, uh, the number of listed properties will start to rise this year?
2: Well, we've already seen listings rising through the second half of 2023. So a lot of cities, uh, even some of the, the stronger markets through the calendar year, like Sydney, where values are up a little bit more than 11%, We're now seeing at the end of the year listing numbers roughly in line with the five-year average, Melbourne well above average now. So I think that really sets the scene for 2024 that we probably will see this more of a market that's aligned back to buyers rather than sellers. Stock levels have normalized, if not more than normalized in a lot of markets. But then again, there is some diversity, Uh, markets like Perth and Brisbane, Adelaide, are still seeing available or advertised stock levels remarkably low, and uh, it seems though those are the markets that have been quite resilient, maintaining ma- maintaining a monthly growth rate above one percent through most of the year.
1: I appreciate it's difficult to talk about the housing market in general when when there are different housing markets around the country in and in different cities, but but given what we're seeing so far, what's your message overall to buyers and to sellers for the year?
2: Well, absolutely for for buyers, I think there's probably some opportunities starting to emerge in the first half of 2024 amid higher stock levels, uh, probably less competition from other buyers as well, especially with overseas migration starting to wind down now. Uh, For sellers, uh, as I mentioned a bit earlier on, it's probably becoming a bit of a, a buyer's market now. So sellers will need to be quite realistic about their pricing expectations, Uh, They'll probably need to make sure they have a very good marketing campaign behind their property uh, and be prepared to negotiate as well. So I think uh, that's great news for buyers who have gone through several years now where the market's generally been much more aligned towards vendors. Uh, Finally, buyers are getting a little bit of uh, leverage back at the negotiation table. Overall, though, do you still see prices going north? Well I think we probably will still uh, I think we probably will still see upwards pressure on housing prices uh but with more diversity and probably nowhere near as strong uh, in 2024 as what we saw in 2023 and it probably will be a year of two halves. We are starting to see mounting speculation of rate cuts through the second half of uh of 2024. If that is the case, We're not expecting there to be a lot of rate cuts or uh, a really rapid phase of rate rate, uh, cuts. It probably means there will be a little bit more stimulus coming back into the marketplace. Credit availability may uh, um, open up a little bit, but I think that's probably not enough to really set off another new wave of significant growth. So I think the reality is we'll probably find uh, a lot of diversity uh, below the headline numbers, Markets like Perth and Brisbane really standing out to me as being more affordable, uh, generally benefiting from stronger migration rates from interstate, whereas markets that have affordability constraints or uh, are seeing less in the way of demand side factors, Sydney, Melbourne, quite unaffordable, although Sydney, I think, is a completely different level than Melbourne – And then Hobart, where uh, we're still seeing interstate migration very much negative and not as much overseas migration pulse. Uh, That's probably where we'll see conditions a little bit softer than um, uh, some of the more, uh, say, affordable markets.
1: And finally, the outlook for renters, uh, how's it looking?
2: Well, the the good news for renters is, is that rents aren't rising as quickly as they were in 2022 or 2021, for that matter, but they're still rising very rapidly. Uh, We're not really seeing too much evidence of vacancy rates starting to lift or any signs of a rental supply response. I think the reason we're seeing rental growth slowing simply comes back to rental affordability that's forcing a restructuring of demand. More renters looking towards, say, group households or larger households to maximize their tenancies and minimize uh, their per-person rental payments. Multi-generational households probably becoming more uh, common as well, which should help to alleviate rental demand alongside, of course, a wind down in uh, you know the, the peak levels of, of overseas migration that was really driving rental demand as well. So I think for renters, yeah, absolutely, we'll continue to see upwards pressure on rents. Uh, but not as much as what we saw the last couple of years. Um, but I think rental affordability uh, will will be an ongoing challenge through uh, through this year and probably into the next.
1: Tim Lawless, there from CoreLogic. Now, Market Day
0: on the SBS On The Money podcast.
1: To the Australian share market now, which rose, the S&P ASX 200 up 0.5%, 7,627. That is less than two points off a record close.
0: For more, I spoke with Stuart Roberts. He is an equities analyst at Stocks Down Under. It's a new year, and December and January are always the best months of the year for ASX. January for the rest of the world, because we close off the, uh, the books on December 31st and start again. In addition to which, there's a fair bit of optimism, believe it or not, in the world that 2024 will be better than 2023. This rally we've been enjoying recently is only in its early stages. It's driven by things that, that we have a natural advantage in, such as gold, for example, where the, the price of gold has been doing well. So I'm actually optimistic that that record that you, you want to be able to talk about on the evening news is coming very soon.
1: But still in saying that, though, volumes are pretty light, a lot of, um, you know, professional traders are on holidays. What does that mean about the conviction about getting there?
0: Yeah, so a lot of people will, will go away and think about what a terrible year they've had in 2023, and they'll come back and and realise that uh, there's a heck of a lot of value around. I draw your attention to the small cap index. Uh, this has been the worst bear market for small caps since probably 2002. So uh, there'll be a lot of uh, uh, interest by institutional investors looking at some of those beaten up small caps that didn't do very well in 2023, but could have a good 2024. So I think there'll there'll be a lot of conviction from about a couple of weeks time when everyone gets back to their desk. When it comes to the market today, energy stocks really driving the gains. Why? So you would have been seeing that uh, there's been trouble in the uh, uh, Persian Gulf area. uh, And the Houthis have been uh, causing trouble for uh, energy stocks because of the uh, difficulties of moving uh, oil through the Persian Gulf. Now, I think uh, that's temporary uh, and it'll come back. But in the meantime, it's a reminder that the world is short of a lot of energy at the moment and a lot of energy stocks are particularly cheap. Okay. Um, I know you, you said you were quite
1: optimistic about um, uh, the market this year, but given that we saw a 12% rise since November, that's pretty bullish, right? Do you think some sort of a pullback is warranted?
0: There'll be an occasional pullback in this current bull market. Uh, That always happens. But the fundamental is stocks got so beaten up, if you're a small cap in particular, in 2023, that the only way is up for a long time from here. So given that, what do you
1: see as the key themes for the market in 2024?
0: Most definitely interest rates. Uh, You're seeing the peak of of interest rate tightening in most parts of the world. And people responding to that, feeling it's safe to come back into the water, I think will be another one theme. There'll be a lot of political developments. I think people will be watching the election in the US closely. Interestingly, election years in the US tend to be good for markets. So that's another reason to be optimistic for 2024. And finally, I mean, you
1: mentioned the the, the small cap sector. Where do you see the opportunities for investors this year?
0: Um, It's across the board. Gold at the moment is quite strong. Uh, There's been very strong interest in uranium, for example, and some of the the uranium project developers. Um, Biotechnology and life sciences is a sector I know quite well, and that had a a terrible 2023, but a number of companies are nearing uh, at the development stage, some of the late stage clinical trials. So I actually think life sciences is going to be a good place to be looking. That's Stuart Roberts there from Stocks Down Under.